0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: put your hands together for the LinkedIn Rockstars! Mouth is Thursday, not a drop to drink. The flies are buzzing, too hot to think. It's time to rock the world with LinkedIn. I'm Lori Ruff, the LinkedIn diva, your favorite host. Don't tell Mike I said that. But, you know, it's okay for him to hear every now and then. We just don't want to, like, you know, really put it in his face. But you know why I'm really excited today? Um, I, I have the opportunity every now and then to come across some really, really cool people. And when I come across these really cool people and I find out the really cool things they're doing and we get to talking about... The way that we do things and the way that we think about things and our values and, and how we're trying to change the world around us, magic starts to happen. And that is the kind of relationship that I've got now with Richard Brasser, who is the CEO of Our Factor. Um, we came together and met and then met in person. And every single conversation has been fluid and coherent and consistently brilliant. And so I'm thrilled to introduce you, my fans and friends at Rock the World with LinkedIn to Richard Brasser, CEO of Our Factor. Welcome to the show, Richard. Well, it's
2: great to be here. Great to talk with you, Lori. And thank you for all the kind things that you said. I'll hope to live <laughs> up to the to the billing.
1: I know, right? I didn't mean to. I should have said all that when you weren't really listening. But, you know, it's true. You know, there are so many posers in the world and so many people who are trying, but are trying to do the things they think they need to do in order to be successful rather than pursuing their passions and pursuing the things that they really believe to be true. Um, And it, it sort of reminds me then when I'm when I'm talking with my peers like you, that um, it's not about the things that you do. It's about the purpose and intent behind it and in how you choose to get there. Do you choose to try to travel that road alone or surround yourself with other people on a similar journey so that you've got some companions along the way?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I, I figured it's always better to have a band of really smart people behind you. That's that, That's my <laughs> right? overall goal.
1: Oh my god, and you've got some smart people on your team. Julio Viscovich, the Mr. Social Selling himself, is now a member of your team and Shannon uh Johnson, I mean just the the quality of the talent at R Factor just astounds me and really solidifies for me, you know, the thought leadership that you have to have in order to attract and corral folks like that and give them a sense of purpose. How how what what was that sell that you made to Shannon and then to Julio that, that made them believe that this was the place for them?
2: Well, I think it's pretty simple. We just said we're going to entirely and fundamentally change the way that the world's best organizations go to market. We're going to change the way they sell. We're going to improve the way they connect and build relationships. And, you know, it's a really big vision. It's a really big goal. So, you know, I'm humbled by the fact that, you know, not only Julio and Shannon, but in addition, our COO, Greg, and our CTO, Shendon, uh, our head of customer success. I mean, everybody at our factor, it our, our absolute consummate, uh, not only professionals, but really experts in what they do. And yeah. that's exactly what we need because we are playing in a really big game. We're not, we're not trying to do something small. We're not trying to do something that's low gravity. So, you know, it really requires an absolute, well, what we consider internally as a special ops team as opposed to uh, the army that you might be mm-hmm. able to leverage if you're, you know, a much, much bigger company. But it's been, it's been fantastic working with the folks here.
1: Well, see, that that is really that's really cool and that brings me to an interesting point then is your product itself social port it allows you to tap into the the talent that you have and amplify your voice as if you had a full army like the big boys you know the fortune 1000s or the fortune 500s of the world you know the IBMs of the world that can just tell everybody to say one thing and everybody's like whoa turn it down because there are so many <laughs> voices but but tell me about social port and how that came to to be and and the the promise of it which i will say having used it is the reality of it
2: sure you know and and i think i'd even start by saying that a lot of people look at really big companies, some of the world's largest organizations that have tens of thousands of salespeople and think, hey, it's really easy for them to make a huge impact, right? So they can get their voice out, and sure, they have a large marketing spend, a big advertising budget, but when it came to activating their sales team, and especially with the use of social, that wasn't such an easy task. So we have very much benefited from it's scoping for those organizations a, a solution. And like you said, it's called SocialPort, and it's an enterprise class solution that was built for the best companies in the world to make it easier to all be on the same, the same message, all be on the same uh, kind of quality of, of what they're saying, but then have a way to manage it, administer it, and then fundamentally understand how revenue is created as a result. I think that, in the days before we were doing what, what we created, which was about four and a half years ago, even though the company is is fifteen years old uh, there was there was a lot of questions around how do you actually make money with social and the answer so often was really fuzzy, you know it was share of voice and it was okay. brand recognition and things that on a marketing side of the equation are are k p i s that they live by on the sales side that didn 't really fit into a nice bucket in the c r m system <laughs> so right we had to find a way to make it easier for salespeople. And, and we kind of boiled this down after working with uh, now over, over 50,000 salespeople. How do you make it easier for them? How do you connect the dots between how they make more money with the time they're going to spend in social? And then third, how do you give them really great things to say? Because they salespeople run out of cool stuff to say really fast. That's one of the right. problems. Uh, well, but,
1: you know, I, what, what you've done, though, is really – and you're able to tap into the relationships that salespeople have. And oh my god, this is like an aha moment for me right on the air, right? The, but what I said earlier, you know, surrounding yourself with those people and, and, and the kind of people you spend your time with, when you've got quality salespeople who know their customers and their first priority is that relationship with their customer, the biggest question that I've always gotten in social is, what is it all about? How do I make this work? And when I explain to people that you just do the same things you're doing offline, in person, in real relationships, and you try to translate those actions into online behaviors like sending an introduction on LinkedIn or sending a connection request or commenting in a group is like networking. And Absolutely. Right? So that's what you're enabling salespeople to do. You're letting me tap into my sales force and give them the content so they can sound brilliant and they don't have to worry about what do I say and how do I do this and how do I translate this. You just give them the tools to like, here, this is how you translate this and this is what you use and here's what you typically say and here's how you say it. And, and these are the same things that the sales guys are saying in person verbally anyway just given to them in a form that now allows them to quickly use the technology to tap into their relationships.
2: Sure. And I think there's two different parts, right? So there's a lot of hype out there about social selling, and there's a lot of Low gravity, you know, so social is going to save the world. It's going to, you're never going to have to make a cold call again and things like that. And we like to come in and be the voice of reason, right? Because, you know, if we go storming into the companies that we work with and say social is going to, you know, change the way that everybody communicates, well, I, th- I think we'd be shown the door. What we what we know is that their sales representatives are very highly trained on on how to speak about their solutions, on how to handle objections, on how to build relationships, all of those things. Things and if you look at the way that they engage their customer, their prospects, they they can do it in, in a multi-channel diff, you know way of, of of going about it. They have a phone system, they have an email system, and those systems are are designed for the complexity of their organization. And social is just another an additional way to not only get around barriers of how do you connect with somebody, but then right. how do you build a relationship and how do you have that relationship be more meaningful so that you become the trusted advisor and, and ultimately win a deal? And there's, and there's two very different sides of the sales process that social relate to. There's the early stage to where you may want to get those breadcrumbs out there so that uh, a potential buyer that may be in the research phase or discovery phase can see you as somebody that's talking about things that might help them solve their problems. And then right. there's the part of the equation that very few people talk about. Uh, you know, I go to every single conference and every single conference, somebody brings up the stat. You know, 60% of the sales process is is completed before a sales rep uh, engages. You know, and, and all the variations of where that where that number right. is. Right. Exactly. And and then they stop and they keep talking about So that's really great. So we have to get ourselves in front of that early stage buyer because the the connected buyer is different. Well, in a lot of ways, I say, well, what about the other 40% when the salesperson does engage? How do they nurture that lead? How do they stay connected? How do they insert themselves and be attached to the sales process so that if that customer is not ready to buy today, they eventually will get to build a relationship with you so that they buy tomorrow? So that's a really important part of the equation.
1: That That is brilliant, Richard, because that's that's really it. When people open their mouths is when they lose the sale. So they're engaging in those breadcrumbs, and then they don't know how to carry it forward, and you're enabling that to happen. That's amazing. And um, amazingly, too, we are halfway through our interview, and it's time to take a break and thank our sponsors. So Brasco, take us away really quick, and we'll be right back with Richard Brasser, CEO of RFactor. That's R-F-A-C-T-R.com.
0: more from rock the world with linkedin when we return
3: internet is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled internet marketing ninjas disavowed documents reconsideration requests panda and paywin penalties let our superior seo ninjas confront all of your link related issues the internet marketing ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise content creation authorship link building ppc and more
0: The world with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: We're back. And we have Richard Brasser, CEO of R-Factor, who is the maker of social sport technology. And if you have not seen social sport, go to R-Factor and take a look. Now, here's a cool thing. R-Factor, which is spelled R-F-A-C-T-R, so fact Surrounded by the R's, which I love to think are relationship and reality. Um, <laughs> I, that's, well, that's what I thought of because I have to think of, I have to have these little things that help me remember stuff that are really important to me. And I sure. knew when we first met that you were going to be important to me. And, um, and, and that's kind of relationships. But what you just said in, in the last segment, that we're, okay, we're here. How how do you how do you translate that part of the active relationship to a sale to the close and then through the through the rest of the customer?
2: Sure, absolutely. I mean, think about this. So, not even just to to role play for a second, but if I'm a social seller and I call you up and I'm selling you know, whatever human capital management software and and you're not in a position to purchase today, you say, look, at the end of the year, we might be evaluating this. I say, that's great. So you saw some of the content I published. I appreciate you retweeting it or you liking it. Uh, I publish content like that on a regular basis. So would you mind if we connected on LinkedIn and throughout this process, you know, I'll be sharing information with you and best practices and things like that. I promise I'm not going to hard, hard try to try to close you. Um, You connect with them on LinkedIn and now all of a sudden you're building a Relationship. Hey, I didn't notice that you like kiteboarding, and you know. And by the way, here are the seven things to avoid in choosing a HCM provider. And over those six months, you are fundamentally different than the person that called you up from the other company that said, "All right, I'm going to put you down in my calendar, and I'll give you a call back in." What do we say, July? Well, let wow. me tell you, when July rolls around, I've already built a relationship with the with the customer, and I've demonstrated that I know a lot about how to solve their problems and I understand the pains that they're going through. And so who do you think they're going to buy from? They're going to buy from me. Oh
1: my god, <laughs> Richard, you're going to love this. Here I am. I had an aha moment on the first half of the show. I'm having an aha moment on the second half of the show, but that has happened to me before. And and this is funny because I'm the LinkedIn diva, right? I'm the queen of LinkedIn lead generation and and relationship building and all these kinds of things. And I do these things and I build those relationships and I'm just as you're describing that, thinking of two people in particular who took the time to build relationships with me through social, and I did eventually buy from them. And when I got those other phone calls, I said, "No, that's okay. I'm I'm okay with that now." <laughs> that's right. Uh, and, and I and, and I hadn't realized that before that other people have used social selling techniques on me, and so that's you gotta really gotta love funny. that. <laughs> I know that's great. Well, you know, this is really. You know, so many people are out there talking about their social media dashboards and what they use, and but you know, there's only so far that something like Hootsuite or TweetDeck or whatever the other ones are that can take you. What really um, has transformed my voice in the marketplace in using SocialPort is not only my engagement with my team and providing them content and value but my own voice as well and it is becoming more and more important for the executives of the companies as people start looking at companies and do I want to do business and will they be around in five years who's running it right, right. so right. they're looking at us more closely and it's allowed me to for example track Twitter um, searches and and my lists in a much more powerful way. I can share and stay up with people and contact people and reach out to them much more dynamically on social port than I ever could in any other platform I'd used.
2: Well, think about it. So, so if we look at the world and how it's evolved, <clears throat> the platforms that were out there were, were primarily designed for marketing. And then there, were a lot, there was a whole host of people that said, hey, we want to go over to the sales side and train salespeople to become social marketers. Well, and they're wondering why salespeople don't show up to training and why it doesn't stick, and then why they don't do anything. You know, one of the things I love about you is that you approach things from the perspective of the salespeople, and you can leverage uh, best practices in using social, but it's designed for sales. And when you look at a, a an, another product it's good at the what i call we we call the spray and pray right it just gets right. stuff out there yep it does our solution was purpose built from the ground up for the sales side of the equation. And so it's designed to get the easy stuff done easily, right? So get content out there and share it and don't spend a lot of time, but focus on the engagement side, focus on the lead nurture phase of the sales process. And that's where you actually generate real returns. So you asked about the R's. The R's are results and revenue. <laughs> oh, so, I love that. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, but that's, that's ultimately how we're judged. We're not judged in you know in in how many pieces of content you can you can just push out in the world you know the the ag- advocacy programs and the the employee um you know affiliate marketing programs just it's the echo chamber it's just rebounding tons of content out there well that's that's not engagement that's not building a relationship you know we're talking about getting a more efficient way to become a trusted relationship with your potential buyer. And if we can make that easier and then have retribution of revenue, then you're in a, in a situation where social really makes a lot of sense.
1: Exactly. And I, and I love that too. So the, the, the bringing everything together for me, my relationship and reality to your results and revenue in the marketing side or in the sales side, how many, how many leads – did you generate and how many did you close? Um, how many of those were qualified and quality? And it, it just really, that gets to the reality of it. Did you make president's club? Yes or no? Right. You know, kind right. of a that's a cut and dry answer. There's only two options and not almost didn't make it is not, not going to get you there. <laughs> right. Um, you know, almost didn't make it, almost made it yep. <laughs> going to get you there. I guess almost didn't make it would, but you know, that, that, um, this is this is really like i said at the beginning this is really the kind of interview that um, rocks my world because of the opportunity to interview somebody at your at your level and stuff but also in this interview i've gained a greater understanding of why social port is working so well for me um, and the the whole dynamics of focusing on sales from the salesperson's perspective i mean i grew up in the, you know, my career in the HR space, helping, helping companies get the right person, the good cultural fit on the bus, meet, which was counteractive or, or counterintuitive to what was going on at the time. Um, and so even now, I'm recognized as one of the top social media power influencers in the world, which is related to marketing, advertising, you know, key business leaders and, and, and those kinds of topics. Nothing As it relates to sales, yet it's the salespeople that actually get it done and bring home the bacon and make sure that the marketers are fed at the end of the day and have the budget to do the things they want to do.
2: Sure. sure, but what's been really interesting is that, you know, first of all we had the advantage. You know, it's not like we just sat in a room and came up with some really smart stuff, right? We were reacting to the needs of the organization, we were acting to the change in the buyer, um, the customer journey, all those different things. But then we benefited by working with some of the world's smartest organizations. You know, our technology was built in partnership with the largest technology companies in the world, the largest finance services companies in the world, and so being able to tap into their sophistication and truly right. understand you know how how and when is different kinds of p- content appropriate uh, how how is the sales organization organized and and we've seen that the sales and marketing side which were totally on different zip codes if not time zones <laughs> right. that this has brought that together so that sales reps all of a sudden are saying, wait a minute this stuff that's available in Social Port that I'm posting, this is creating a reduction in sales cycle, a a rise in average uh, sales price, my number of prospects. So they're reaching back to marketing going, This is awesome. You guys keep coming, you know, keep it coming. Yeah. yeah. Marketing is saying, hey, for the first time ever, uh, salespeople are actually appreciating our stuff and they're using our stuff and it's being effective. You know, it was there was a bottleneck. That no matter how many content portables you had, and you ask salespeople to go and copy and paste and stick it in the system, and it just—they're not going to do it. So, you know, I think it's a real benefit on both sides, and it's really brought marketing and sales together.
1: That's that's brilliant. Well, we are we are about out of time, Richard. How can people find out more about Richard Brasser, the CEO of? Um, after hearing
2: this, Google is a great resource. Obviously, um, you know my my uh, company is R Factor, as you said. It's it's www.rfactor.com, and um, you know we have a pretty pretty straightforward site. But um, give us a shout, and we'll happy to to show you exactly how it would work in your world.
1: I love that live chat on your um, on your site too. So I know the first time um, I remember seeing it, I had logged in, or I'd gone to log in, and the phone rang. And I turned around and Jason um, was there. I remember Jason because a friend was talking about the Nightmare Movie thingies, whoever oh, that's that right. is. And <laughs> He doesn't wear like, a mask, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he wasn't scary at all. And I thought, isn't that cool? I wonder if he's really there. And I started chatting with him. And I was like, oh, my God, they're like really doing this, <laughs> which is cool. So you're, you are where you put your money and your mouth and your, your time and value and your talent. And I'm honored to call you a friend.
2: Well, thank you so much. I've loved to, uh, engaging with you, and you know, I look forward to a long and really wonderful um, growing the industry together relationship.
1: You bet you. Well, hey, look Richard up on LinkedIn, Richard Brasser, B-R-A-S-S-E-R, on LinkedIn. Send him a note. Tell him that you heard him here on the World with LinkedIn. Um, but first and foremost, before you do anything else, you got to check out Our Factor. It's an amazing um, tool and technology, the social port platform absolutely rocks not just from the sales perspective but from the marketing and not just from the marketing but from the sales and then all above the board it's feeding everybody well really taking good use of this so we'll be right back with our expert segment more after this hey brasco give us some really fun music to get out of here with brett richard i'll talk to you soon
2: awesome thanks laurie
5: at BruceClay.com. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at Orangehilldevelopment.com
0: Rock the World with LinkedIn continues only on webmasterradio.fm.
6: Well, it's the Rock the World with LinkedIn Expert Segments, and I have an expert on this segment. Chad Burmeister is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Connect and Sell. He's also one of the most important people, a chapter president at the American Association of Inside Sales Professionals. That's kind of what brought us together, but what really brought us together is our love of LinkedIn, our love of music, and our love of helping other people. Chad, welcome to the Expert Segments. Hey, thanks for having me again, Mike. Appreciate it. Hey, you're the expert with a phone in your hand and your company is based around that and I know that when you make a phone call, you don't always reach somebody. My god, I mean what one out of X you reach someone unless you've got that fancy tool thing going on. And we'll we'll kind of come back to that in a moment. How do you leave a good message
4: for somebody if you do get that?
6: Please leave a message and it goes beep.
4: Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. You you know, to to first talk about it, I think you're right. When you do have advanced sales acceleration tools, um, a lot of our customers and and my sales team, for sure, we don't leave a whole lot of messages because with the the advanced sales acceleration tool, you're talking to someone every two to three minutes. So if you've got a tool that gets you on, you don't need to leave as many. I do have some good tricks and tips that I've learned over the years, and I'll share a couple with you. Um, The first one is, I call it the mystery message, and it gets a very, very high return rate. So it goes like this. Hey, Mike, uh, this is Chad Burmeister. Um, Give me me a call if you get a chance. By close of business today, really greatly appreciate it. My number is 415-994-6396. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. Notice I didn't say anything about my company name. I didn't say what the call was about. This could be... Uh, this, you know, this could be the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> this could be somebody telling me that my laundry's done, or it could be a very important phone call or a customer. So the key is notice I also was personal. I didn't sound a hundred percent smooth. I kind of said, Hey, Hey, Mike, this is Chad, uh, Burmeister. You know, it really sounds like I'm personally trying to get Mike to call me back. The mystery message can get six, eight, even 10% callback rate, which is unheard of in the voicemail world. Usually it's less than 1%. So try it out. Um, You know, you'll get some customers who say, what's this call about? And you got to be good when they call you back, but it's a great way to get people to actually call you back.
6: Um, well, when they when they call you back, you better have some information about them handy that you get from their LinkedIn profile, so that you're not caught off guard. If you're calling a lot of Bob Johnsons that day, by the way, you could have a little trouble with that, could not you? You could have a little trouble with that, indeed. <laughs> this is Bob Johnson here. Um, you, you may not be calling back from the same number you called them at either.
4: Yeah, that's right. And you know, sometimes you have to. You got to be ready to dance when they call you. So. You know, you can just say, hey, uh, you know, Mike, thanks for calling me back. Um, I'm glad you reached out to me. I tell you what, I just came out of lunch meeting for an hour and I'm not at my computer. Can you remind me which company you're with again? And then you get in the context and then you can say, oh, yeah, this is great. I've really been trying to reach you for the last couple of weeks because your company seems to be a really great fit. You know, and then you go into your value proposition discussion. Um there's another one, Mike, that I'll share, and this is for anybody who does any kind of events, um, dinner events or you know, webinars or whatever. Um, <clears throat> if you call and you have a door prize, I learned this from one of our customers, actually. They do large events with IT organizations. And so if you call and say, hey, I'm calling to let you know you actually won the door prize. So you want to make sure to show up. <laughs> right? These are people who have already signed up and for physical events, the show-up rate is generally less than 50%. And if you can call and tell them, guess what? You won the Fitbit. Now, the bad news is you got to buy a bunch of fit, Fitbits to give out to your audience. The good news is this particular customer saw 70 to 90% show-up rate at these events. Um, so that's another interesting voicemail is just tell them they won the, the door prize. I love it, Chad. You always have
6: such great new ideas. And the mystery, there's margin and mystery, is what we used to say in the old days. And I, I, I love I love your ideas here. Chad, how do people reach you? How do they find out more about Chad? What's the quickest and easiest way that they can get a hold of Chad or find out more about Chad?
4: Yeah, sure. Best way is com, or you can reach me at LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Chad Burmeister.
6: Beautiful. You got that domain in time, didn't you? You were an early adopter. you get it, Chad. Thanks so much. This has been Rock the World with LinkedIn on Webmaster WebmasterRadio.fm.